Have yeah. you had a Buckeye? Yes. My wife is from Cleveland. But the peanut butter chocolate thing? Uh, yes, I know what it is. Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez. And me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. Welcome back to best hour of their day. O2 in the house today. Dave Kalina, Fern, you guys know Marcus, and uh, we're excited to have you today. And hold on one second. Don't slurp into the mic. Please don't slurp into the mic. Yep. That's a tasty mm-hmm. beverage. I have one question. Why do you hate Ohio? <laughs> Why do you hate I Ohio? Love, you, I, I you actually left. have a tattoo of Ohio on my Do you really? Oh, have you show it. Yeah. Show it to the show. Show it to the show. Do you see? Show? Yeah, we do. See yep. In see fact. What prison, yep. what prison did you get? That <laughs> was Ohio Penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2011, 13 is when I what? served my time. You were in a so, gang? That was a gang-related tattoo? <laughs> the Ohio Boys. You know. <laughs> I heard of the Notorious. Jersey Boys. The Jersey Boys. It's our own thing in Ohio. The snapping and the singing and the dancing. Just, Did you guys notice we didn't even make it 30 seconds into the episode for the one thing we said, yeah, don't push don't the button. Touch, yeah, stop it. We told Jay, there don't touch the remote. He could not touch it. I was um, thinking in my head, how can I get to how that can I, How can I not touch it? I'm pretty sure I'm muted anyway. Yeah, right you now. are. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, happy to have you on. Uh, admittedly, I forgot you lived here. We were, we were trading emails and I was like, hey, we're not going to be able to catch up. We're going to be in Boulder. And you're like, like bro, I live, in Boulder. I live in Boulder. Um, and I was like, oh, well, then we should meet up then. Hell my yeah. apologies. So you're here. Um, got some cool new stuff to talk about. Got a lot of news to talk but, about. Um, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. Dude, that's a big deal. You're welcome. That's a huge, thank yeah, you. You're welcome. I, I didn't know that was you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. I was just like, Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I was like, Louisiana, LSU. I was like, we should probably send the Bengals somebody that's, you know, you we're know, talking about some hockey. I, was, I yeah. have <laughs> you know, no idea what you're talking about. As, as a Buckeye, I should say, you're welcome. But, I mean, this, this, this goes, goes full circle. This is, yeah, this is full circle. This is great. Have yeah. you had a Buckeye? Yes. My wife is from Cleveland. But the peanut butter chocolate thing? Uh, yes, I know what it is. Did you ever work at seminar in Orlando? We used to go to Four Rivers. No, not Four the Rivers. Barbecue, and they would have a bakery. The Buckeyes were like this big. Oh, dude. so oh, good. Yes, so good. So you're from Ohio. From Ohio, and now you're living in you know you're in Louisville, which for the listeners it's like right outside of Boulder. It counts. I say Boulder because nobody knows. People are like, you mean Louisville? Louisville. There's only, yeah. there's no, no, only two cities in Colorado. Denver and Boulder. Boulder. That's yeah, it, pretty much. Yeah. If you don't, so we're actually like right between the two right now. So we're like equidistant from Denver yeah. and Boulder. Yeah. What brought you out here? Point. Lifestyle, man. It really was lifestyle. I'd spent all my life almost in Ohio, and uh, I spent most of that in well, most of my like post high school years in Columbus, which I love. Columbus. I mean, Columbus is near and dear to my heart. It's where I was two started. It's where I went to school. Um, and Rogue is out there. Rogue is out there. In fact, our our offices were like two blocks apart for a long time. And then Bill and Katie bought your office and kicked and then, you out. And they, they bought the rest <laughs> of the Columbus. Actually, <laughs> they own Columbus. That's right. It's now just Mayor's Bill and Katie. Rogue Ohio. Rogue City. That's yeah. right. They, they, they made is. me get that tattoo. I mean, really <laughs> you want to stay here? Uh, yeah. You need a rogue tattoo. <laughs> That's on my. Thigh. Like, I can't do it. Can't There's do people it with that with the barbell logo. Tattooed yeah. on them. It's a cool logo, though. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to tattoo it. You want to put green lights on your finger? It's because it makes me think about you. 
Even worse. That's yeah. a weird reminder. Do we have a sound effect for that? Creeper. We actually have the appointment at the tattoo shop this week, so yes. we're getting it. We're getting oh. it. But you like it out here? I love it out here. I do. It, you know, I, I like a lot of things about Ohio, but the one thing that sucks, I think, Hold in, on. In Go back Ohio, to that. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you like about Ohio? Well, what I don't like about okay. Ohio is the weather. Every, the weather what sucks. I like about Ohio is, I mean, there's something to be said with kind of the Midwest people and work ethic and, you know, sense of community out there. That's real. And I miss that, but you get a little bit of that out here too, I've found. Um, but you also get 300 days of sunshine a year, which is awesome. That's what I'm trying to explain to people about That's Colorado. That's a huge deal, like, man. Today, mid-Jan or end of January, yep. you midday, you can go outside shirt off. Yeah, totally. And in the sun, it feels good. Amazing. Show off your tattoos. Yeah, show off your, your prison tats. <laughs> yeah. And but it, it's beautiful here. It is. I mean, Marcus is in. You're not. How close are you to San Diego? I am the city, the most southern city in Orange County, bordering San Diego. So you're very close, but and and it's a slightly warmer climate. Slightly. But yeah. this is you know equally <clears throat> awesome sunny. Touch, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it out here yeah. for that reason. That's that's that was a big factor why we decided to move out here. Was, Who's we? Uh, my fiance. Victoria is her name. Nice. Yeah. And, um, and so we made the decision. We were actually looking at Austin versus Boulder yeah. pre-pandemic. And we were leaning towards Austin. And then the pandemic happened. And like a lot of people, it changed a lot of things for us. And it's like, I want to get, you know, I don't want to be in the mix of a bunch of people all the time. I don't want to be in the shit. I want to be away. I want to be like closer to nature. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's why we ended up here. And you're kind of an outdoorsy guy too. I right? am. Yeah. Mountain yeah. biking. Jay owns a mountain bike. Dude, now I own like three different bikes. <laughs> what do you I say? Feel like I own one. That implies I don't. <laughs> Jay went to a no. bike shop last week. <laughs> I know how to. I, I own it and I know how to ride. He's ridden a bike. Before. I know. I've seen him. We should get together. We should. I got a great loop. Um, off ninety three. You know that gas station. I don't know if you've been there, but it's always got like monster trucks. Oh yeah, that that's my normal was my normal loop actually. Yeah, there's that great the Ma like Marshall 15 Mesa. Yeah, Marshall Mesa. Yeah. I used to I would like once a Wrote week. It once, yeah. Now I've done it a half dozen times. I put some headphones I, I my routine is I put it I download a dead show, Grateful Dead. Yeah. And I just put it on and nice. two hours later. Just you grind, know, yeah. baby. So we gotta hit it up out there. As soon as it's open again, that's a... Uh... I mean, that's a story in and of itself, but you know, the Marshall Mesa is where the fire. Oh yeah, started, haven't even obviously. thought about that. that yeah, so you... that's all scorched. Yeah. You know? So you, so you, so talk about that because you got here and then that unfolded. Well, it's 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 really it's been an interesting you know ten eleven months out here. So I was telling you guys before when we moved out here, I think it was March. I can't remember the exact date, but it was a Friday. Our moving our moving truck got here on Friday, and the following day. Uh, Denver, Boulder area was hit with the largest snowstorm <laughs> that it's seen in like 80 years. My parents were here that weekend. I was like, that was the nuts. power went out. My parents are here. We had like a one month oh old my, at the time. It was crazy. Was like, this, is the, this is terrible. And I, I've seen snow before. Like I grew up in Ohio. Cincinnati gets snow. Columbus gets a lot of snow. Like I know what that looks like. This was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Like this was, you walk outside and you can't see 10 feet ahead of you because it's a, it's a blizzard and it was awesome. That was when I knew I was like, okay, this is what nature's like. But the difference know? in Ohio is like two days later, that's melted. So two days, well, two days after that snowstorm. So the snor snowstorm was a Saturday and it was cold. I can't remember the temperature. Let's call it 10, 20 degrees. A lot of snow accumulated the Monday right after. So two days after 
I was shoveling my driveway to your point with shorts and a t-shirt mm-hmm. and it was like 60 degrees. It was uh, crazy. I, I, try, I try to go outside every day in the cold just to get the sun mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, I do the same it, thing. it feels so yeah. good and you don't get sunburned. Yeah. So it's, it's really nice. What, what else do you do out here other than mountain bike? Well, like, like everybody, uh, I had to spend a bunch of money on, on bikes that, uh, feel like that's a rite of passage. It's so your buy in Colorado. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. So it's how you support the economy. <laughs> My jaw dropped when I realized, Oh, that's what a road bike is. Okay. Got it. So several it's thousand dollars later. Yeah. Pretty much. Dude. So, um, a road bike, I mountain bike. Um, I've got a pretty boring set routine during the week. You know, I'll do CrossFit four times a week and then I'll do, do hot yoga, uh, to supplement that twice mm. a week. And then I start every morning out with a nice mile long ruck in my neighborhood in the yeah. sunshine. Yeah. What do you yeah. throw on when you say ruck? What are you using? I have a, a go ruck pack with 40 pounds in it. Nice. That's yeah. where I saw you online. Oh really? No yeah. It was a picture with the go ruck. Oh cool. Now they, now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Right, were you, did you hang out with the owner of go ruck? Not recently. No. There's a picture of you. Okay, well, I'm telling you, he, he better pay me some money. So you do a, you do a one mile ruck every day? <laughs> I do, yeah. yeah. And and then uh, when you say CrossFit, what does that look like for you? I'll generally go to so I go to a gym called Coda uh, CrossFit Ironview. Do you know Coda? We were just actually Get we're going to need you to connect us. So <laughs> we, we got an interview on. Uh, Thursday, we need a place to do it. And I literally That's just... perfect. Gave, yeah, I can yeah, make that happen. Yeah. The owners are awesome. The perfect. Owners are so great. Cold Thanks. emailed them like a half an hour ago. Yeah, we yeah, literally just shot them a DM. I can warm that pretty easily. Cool. Everything um, in this world is about relationships, people. Dude, That's a thousand percent. Treat people man. right, and it works out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just setting that up this entire yes. time? Yeah. Like, he has no I should have never should have never shot a button on that one. I gotta admit, that was perfect. Man, drop the mic, get out of here. Um, That's a wrap, guys. But, yeah. you, but you train it. Coda's got multiple affiliates. They do, yeah. and so I've I've known the owner for a long time. Great, great guy. Name's Kevin Schutz. Kevin owned um, an affiliate out in Oklahoma, which I believe is where that's right. That's where they started. started. He's, yeah. he's a, a games level athlete. He's since kind of retired, um, but Kevin. Kevin and I, I can't remember when we first met, but let's call it five years ago. And around three years ago, you know, he called me one day. This is a longtime retailer of O2, so we had a good relationship. And he's like, hey, Liz and I are moving out to Colorado. I'm like, cool, what for? It's like, well, we're going to start a gym out there. We just kind of wanted the lifestyle a little bit more. You know, we got sick of the Oklahoma, you know, vibe and weather and what have you. So I'm like, all right, that's great. And so I kind of tucked that away in the back of my head. Kevin and Liz are out in Colorado. Cool, whatever. Fast forward to, you know, the first week that we're here and uh, Vic and I are headed to the local Sprout store to get some groceries. And so we turn left out of our street and we're, you know, maybe three minutes into this drive and kind of looking around and I'd see to my left, Coda CrossFit Iron View. I'm like, oh my God, that's Kevin's gym. Like, I don't have to, I found my gym. And he's that's here. Awesome. He's Perfect. here as a part of it. He's, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Here. And it's a, it's a great gym. There's there's a lot of um, CrossFit staff that works out there. You and I were talking about mm-hmm. earlier and then uh, somebody from social media team works out there. Oh, it's probably... Um, Patrick, I think is the name. Oh, no, I was thinking, oh, why am I brain farting? Anyway, we'll come back to it, but... But yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good gym and... The level of instruction is, I mean, I've been to, I don't know, hundreds of CrossFit gyms at this point. The level of instruction is, you know, 10 out of 10. And the vibe that those guys create, 10 out of 10. Like, they're just good dudes. You want to go to class, not only because you know you're going to get a good challenge workout, but it's like, ah, I can't wait to see Kevin or Casey or see what, you know, what everybody's up to. It's just a really, it's a really good vibe. It's the best. It's a good gym. It's a really good gym. And hard to find. It is. 
how did you guys? Because I know you and Fern had a relationship. <clears throat> where, where did that come from? We've had a, a very long, very serious relationship. Yep. <laughs> it's coming to an end. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, on, 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 on the show right now. So no, I I think James connected us. Hobart. Yeah, pretty sure. I don't actually remember. Could have been Cooper. Chris Cooper. No, I'm pretty sure it was James. Was it James? Yeah, I'm pretty for sure. For what reason? Like when you were doing 31 Heroes? No, I don't remember why. I think it might have been just been for the podcast. I think he was just like. I think it yeah, was. Because I know you've been on in the past. Fern, Fern interviewed you. We got. It was first day for May, I think, when we. Yes. When we okay. So that's what it was. So, campaigns. yeah. So this th- that was actually one of the things I wanted to highlight is that, you know, obviously you guys have done a ton for. The CrossFit community stay for May. You guys are still doing the gift cards. Yeah, still yeah, doing the gift yeah. cards. Anybody's not doing that is a fool. Yeah, um, but, but, but don't brush over that. Tell the the listeners what it is. Yeah, so the so you guys are basically giving fifty dollars, no, hundred fifty dollars gift cards. Hundred dollars, hundred dollars, hundred. Yeah, I was way off. Uh, so hundred dollars gift cards to to the affiliates to use at O2, um, Puri. Yep. Bear Complex. No. Born primitive. Born primitive. Yep. Okay. And then four sigmatic. That's R- right. Yeah, RPM. Yeah. RPM. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's per member, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just call them and they'll send you a pack of these things. Free. So yeah, it's free. So I, I, these, that's one of the things I give to new clients when they come in. It's like part of their it's welcome brilliant. package. It's, yeah. It's branded new member it's, gift card. It's, and it's killer. To be it's like a killer yeah, idea. No, Ralston Creek does kit. that. Yeah. yeah. But Good. during awesome. the shutdowns when I was, you know, every, you know, the world was ending, you know, James was like, Hey, you know, connect, he connected us. And then I think it was the first time you came on the podcast. And then. I remember, actually, I remember I was sitting in my empty gym. I had moved all the lounge chairs in the gym into the, cause we had gotten rid of all the equipment and I had set up a little studio on the main floor in there and I was recording in there. We were doing, uh, we were doing gym content. I was doing podcasts with you. Uh, yeah. So that's how we connected first. Yeah. 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 So, so the rife lobby. So let's, right. let's bring it back to the beginning. How did you get started with O2? Boy, that's a that's a long story. Give us the give us the you third want the, the elevator, 30, the elevator pitch, yeah. the thirty second version, the nutshell. My shark Tank. because shark Tank. Give sports us the drinks shark. are shit and haven't evolved in sixty years. <laughs> but you've really like I think from watching Shark Tank, from understanding business, you, mm-hmm. you realize like how hard it is to infiltrate certain spaces. Like mm-hmm. I was just talking to my wife about. Uh, Dave's bread. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dave's killer right? bread. Dave's killer yeah. bread, right? Like, yeah. The story's that awesome. That guy, speaking of prison, like came yeah. out of prison, yeah, right? Yeah. But I mean, he's part of the bread aisle now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like people know him. Mm-hmm. But that's hard. Like it was Wonder Bread mm-hmm. and like what? Wonder Bread. That's really it, right? <laughs> Wonder Bread Light. We're, you, I think you have infiltrated the sports drink market. We have. You I know, mean, we still have a long way to go. Be, but you're in stores now. Yeah. I mean, almost many affiliates are carrying you. We are in over fifteen hundred gyms at last. I mean, count. that's over ten percent. That's probably close to what twenty percent of affiliates yeah, but these Whole days. Foods, mm-hmm. you guys are carried like a large mm-hmm. market. We so. are. And so, honest to God, if I were doing this all over again, I would purely be focused on the fitness channel. In like that's it. I wouldn't be in any grocery stores. I'd have a D 2 C business because that's important. Convenience right. is important. But like, this is not me just catering to the audience. The fitness channel is so valuable for so many reasons that that would be almost our exclusive focus. And that is really like, that's priority number one going into 2022 is to really build that business out. Are that's you, where you started though, right? That is where we started. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. you were, I don't want to say door to door, but uh, kind no, of hundred percent door to door. We were out of the back of my car, literally. What's, and, what's your background? So I worked for five years in financial services. I was at a large uh, insurance company in Columbus nationwide insurance in corporate strategy and then marketing 
And then I actually cut my entrepreneurial teeth uh, as a founder of a, a nonprofit private charter high school in Columbus called Cristo Rey. And so that was the first time that I had an idea and, you know, I, I made it into something versus just not just PowerPoint. Like it, it is a school that exists today that graduates, you know, 100 kids every year. It's cool. amazing. Caters to lower income demographic. It's really, really powerful. And so that's when I kind of caught the bug for entrepreneurship and building shit because it's fun. Once you do it, you're like, oh man, I want, I want some more of that, you know? And over the course of the two or so years that it took to get that off the ground, I was still employed at Nationwide. I still had my pretty demanding day job. And then I had this other pretty demanding night job, like starting a school. And so I found myself drinking a ton of Gatorade and a ton of Red Bull and just to kind of just survive, you know? And at a certain point, I'm like, this is not good. Like I am, I've got this rather unhealthy addiction to these clearly unhealthy drinks. I like what they're supposed to do for me, but I don't like how they're actually made, you know? And so I, I met a, a guy who became a, a good fast friend uh, as part of the nonprofit work that, that we were doing. And uh, he was finishing his medical residency at Ohio State's hospital and he became my doctor buddy. And so one day I'm like, Dan, you know, it was similar age, similar lifestyle. Like, what do you drink instead of all this fucking Gatorade and Red Bull that I'm sucking down? He's like, oh, dude, I do the same thing. I was like, you're a doctor. You should, you know better. You're the and guy you, I'm going to call like, when this breaks yeah, down. <laughs> the, the options are really so limited that a doctor does the same. Well, we like, clearly there has to be a better way, you know? And that's when we set out to make a better version of, you know, the functional hydration drinks that we were already drinking. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I remember vaguely, but this was kind of based off of IV solutions, correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So we were not screwing around when we said, okay, we're going to make the best, like we're going to make the best drink out there. We're going to make the best sports hydration drink, period. Um, and that took two years of R and D and another two years of like formulation and testing and different flavorings and what have you. I mean, that was not a small feat. And so the electrolyte ratio is actually based off of the same level of sodium to potassium that you would find in a standard IV bag. There's all kinds of other fun mm -hmm. facts about O2, but you know, that was one we took very seriously. It's like, mm -hmm. this is, if we're going to leave our jobs or if I'm going to leave, Dan, the doctor never left his job, but <laughs> he's got med school. Still debt, a doctor, I don't yeah, have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Um, but if I'm going to leave my job, then I'm not going to leave it for something that's not worth leaving your job for, you so know? Did you have someone help guide you through that process? Cause that's, that's a pretty no, complicated No, which is why it path. took so long. <laughs> it's the four year path. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I can take an idea and, turn it into a product and have it in market probably within four to six months tops. Okay. Whereas then it was nobody, I have no idea what I'm doing and where do you learn this stuff? You know, so Google searches, what have you. I'd like, actually like to stay there for a second. So this actually from an affiliate standpoint, if you were mm -hmm. going to start a gym mm -hmm. from scratch, what would be like the two to five key things that you would do before opening a gym? Like, so taking that concept that you just explained, mm -hmm. cause most people just, yeah, put zero thought into it. They're like, let's um, just start. Well, let's just start. What are they charging? I mean, and uh, this guy will give me a lease and I don't know how to read leases. Well, you know, you got to have the best possible product, right? That's straightforward. I feel like, you know, be a really good coach and buy good stuff and have a good, you know, venue. Don't suck. Don't suck. Right. Um, but what I think is probably a little underestimated is the power of building an audience before you launch. Like that's the, some of the most successful affiliates that I've gotten to know over the years were pretty much running an affiliate before they started taking money from people. Mm -hmm. You know, they were central to their community. They were hosting outdoor workouts with their friends. They had an audience. 
So on day one, you know, when your rent check is due and your electric bills, like you got to start paying bills, you have, okay, I know 30 people who are going to join my gym immediately. All right, I'm covered there. And then I can get 30 of their friends to join month two and month three. So building an audience, I think is super important. Well, and we were talking about that with Ben, just giving it away for free Yeah. at first, right? I mean, and really that was our business model. That's we, my business model. I mean, if you've got a good product and you know people are going to like it, it makes a ton of sense. If your product sucks, don't do that. It's going to waste a lot of money. <laughs> but if it's good, I don't know do why that. it didn't work. It sucks. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It works. You did it wrong. So what, what was it like look, from, from day one, like you said, to this can? It was, How pretty, many it was pretty arduous, man. I mean, you know, from, from the R&D process, I mean, we probably spun our wheels for two years before we had something that was even consumable. You know, we're talking to a lot of people, doing a lot of quote market research and focus groups, which was just us buying our friends drinks and asking them what taste they taste this. Like. What do you yeah, think? yeah. And then then we went into the formulation process. A lot of people don't know this, but we were so you know junior and naive to this industry. Nobody would take our phone calls. And and what we were setting out to make is a pretty challenging product to make. You know, you're, you're, you're stripping away all the preservatives and all the sugar that's commonly found in these common drinks. And oh, by the way, these manufacturers of these products are set up to make common drinks. So they're not set up to do the uncommon, they're set up to do the common. So we're, we're manufacturing a product that's already uncommon, such that it doesn't have a bunch of bullshit in it. And we're adding oxygen to it. And that's legit. That's a big deal. There is seven times more oxygen than normal water in this product because we put it in there. It's a gas and you can put it in to the liquid, just like you can put in carbonation to the liquid. And so that was unheard of. Nobody was doing that. And so what that you know translated into is nobody would take our phone call. Like we're you know trying to, we're two kids who don't really know what they're doing and we're trying to make this great tasting drink free of preservatives and no sugar and it's oxygenated. Are you kidding? I wouldn't take my phone call, you know? Um, and so, so it got to a point where we're like, screw it, we'll do it ourselves. And so we bought, we rented out a small space in a local kitchen in downtown Columbus. And one day a week, we would manufacture this product. Uh, we bought a used bar gun from a restaurant supply company. And those, you know, the bar guns, you like soda gun, right? And so we got our hands on a tank of oxygen and you can kind of put two and two together how we got that. Mad scientists are like, how much? How do we hook this thing up? How does this work? Yeah, that was actually pretty easy. We just took the can canister of CO2 that it came and swapped it out with the tank of O2. So we had our oxygenation machine, and then we bought some ingredients on Amazon, like flavors and sweeteners and caffeine and other stuff, and we started putting it all together. And so you're quite literally making it yourself. We were making it ourselves. Well, I would there drive down to Cincinnati <laughs> every other... Lighting things on fire. Yeah. Explosions. Like, that's, yes. All of that. Uh, <laughs> I, think I don't have a lunch eyebrow now. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I would drive to Cincinnati every other week to buy, you know, I don't know, 50 cases of glass bottles from Cincinnati Container because we didn't have the, you know, we didn't have the equipment to manufacture an aluminum. Um, and because it's oxygenated, it's got to be glass, can't be plastic. So we would, you know, fill up these stupid clunky glass bottles with this mad concoction that we made. And the, there were two universal pieces of feedback. Universal piece of feedback. One was this tastes terrible. This does not taste good. <laughs> universal. But it's good for you. <laughs> but it works. That was universal number two. But my God, does this work? And so we found, like, I knew that we were onto something when we were selling this, like, 
to convenience stores and local bars. We were selling $5 a bottle. It had stupidness, silly branding on it. Um, and it tasted terrible, but it worked. And I knew that we were onto something when I found out the Ohio State men's basketball team was buying it by the case from one of these convenience stores on campus to use it instead of Gatorade. And so I was like, okay, that's good because we can hire somebody to make this taste good. Like we can figure right. that out. The hard part <clears throat> is actually making it work. So, so when, when people you say make it work, that's what, I was gonna what does that mean? That's a great question. So, so I was going to say the same. I was going to ask the same question. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't. So, oh, damn it, wrong one, man. Damn it. That's the one I was looking for. Shit. <laughs> we got to get you a little yeah. cheat card. I don't know. We got to put some notes so, on there. So there's, there's, let's call it three to five pretty standard use cases that people drink O2 for today. Um, one is is the obvious post workout recovery, right. and depending on when you work out, you might grab a caffeinated flavor after your morning class or a caffeine free flavor after your evening class. But that's the that's it's branded a recovery drink. That's the obvious. This one has caffeine. This right? one has this caffeine. This one is yes, that's the orange non caffeinated. No, no that non carbonated. One hundred yes. milligrams. We're all non carbonated. Right. Caffeine. Yeah. So keto friendly. So you're okay for it. The the uh, oh, thank God. All of our products are non carbonated, and so that's another. You know, when do people drink O2? It's when they like something that they can chug too, um, no bubbles. But post-workout recovery is one. Um, you know, it's hard to quantify this, but we heard really from like day one that people just feel less sore after they drink O2 okay. the next day. We, we suspect that it has something to do with the oxygen. There's some science behind that. We haven't done it, so I don't go around claiming, this is going to make you less sore tomorrow. But I'll the, do it. The science, I'll do it for thanks, Jason. We worked out um, today. We'll the, tell you. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. I feel less sore now. The anatomy, that makes sense. Um, but it, that's a hard thing to, like, like right. it's totally yeah. subjective, yeah. right? Um, if you're drinking O2 for, like, morning hydration, which is kind of use case number two, you have some caffeine in there that you can feel. You can feel that 10 minutes. You know, I don't know how sensitive you guys are to caffeine. If you're super sensitive, sorry about losing sleep tonight. No. But it's a nice, it's a cup and a half worth of coffee okay. or so. So it's a good amount of caffeine that you can feel. So that's kind of use case number two. Um, use case number three is probably the more f fun use case, depending on how you look at it. Um, O2 works incredibly well for hangovers. <laughs> and that's, I was going to say, or you can mix it. Yeah, and you, you can definitely mix it. Yeah, it's a great mixer as well. Um, so that's that's another one you can you can feel. Like, you know when you're sort of getting out of the hangover zone, you can feel that tangibly. Um, and then use case number four is it just tastes good. Like, everybody's yep. got a palate. And so it's like, yeah, this, I like this taste. How many flavors are there? So there are four flavors of O2. And then we also have the water, which is I'm drinking, which is unflavored. And the, the water has the same benefits. It's got oxygen. In it's there. got oxygen. It's got electrolytes. Doesn't have as many electrolytes. Keto as friendly. The, the water. Can I check that out? Yeah, go for it. Water's keto friendly. Water's keto friendly, as most waters are, uh, to my knowledge. Um, <laughs> I'm on a diet. I put sugar over. in my water. So. <laughs> yeah, it's gluten free too. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, kosher. Is it kosher? It's kosher. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the water is something I'm particularly proud of because one of our sort of brand tenants, brand values is you know we make things that people can feel good about putting in their body and people can feel good about, you know, putting into the environment. And yeah, so I just read that line here. It says, yeah. it's what is 17,000? It's how many plastic bottles were pitched before you finished this sentence. Isn't that terrifying? That's And nuts. that's, that's also true and very quantifiable. Um, so all of our, all of our products are, are in aluminum cans, which, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but I don't know, 80, 90% of aluminum today has been in circulation for the past hundred years. It's by far the most recyclable really? Yeah, material huh. out of the glass, plastic, aluminum trifecta, aluminum. 
recycle it all day, every day. And so we don't use any plastic with our, with our drinks. We're looking to completely remove plastic from our supply chain by the end of this year. And last year we, we became not only carbon neutral, but now we're carbon negative. So we actually provide a positive impact How's to that? the environment. So we, with, our, with our shipping arrangement, we effectively offset the, uh, the carbon emissions to the point where we're, you know, we're, we're, we're more than offsetting it. If that makes sense. Great. Um, and Can we, you explain that? Like you pretend like you're explaining to a five-year-old. We buy a so bunch of trees. trees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Trees. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I really enjoyed this flavor, orange mango. I'm so upset about the CBD. To be honest. Uh, so yeah, what's there. going on? You had CBD in, in some of the drinks and it we, kills we your did. margin. It kills is that what it is? It's just too expensive? It's so, so expensive. expensive. It's well, it's so like expensive. the Kill Cliff ones are like it's 11 crazy. bucks yeah, or something. Per can. Yeah. Seriously. It's a whole business, right? Yeah. It does. And that's ultimately why we decided to get away from it. So we made what, what I still think is one of the best, if not the best CBD drinks on the market. It was, like it was um, fantastic. I was drinking it like it was going out of style. It was, it was great. It was great going product. out of style. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> out of production at least. Literally going out of <laughs> Damn it. The, the problem was cost of CBD was super high and to sell it online, which most of our business is online. And when I say online, I mean you know, you can go to drinko2.com by a case, but that's where you're going to wholesale.drinko2.com. That's still online. Right. And you can't sell CBD products online without having a high risk payment processing gateway. And so it's not a, it's not a straightforward setup. Like you have to have these special banks to process all the payments. And because they're higher risk. I'm going to give you one word. Bitcoin. <laughs> you should have accepted Bitcoin. It would have it's changed everything. It's not quite as volatile as Bitcoin. <laughs> all right. Um, but it just, that result is like, it was, we were doing so much of our regular O2 sales right. online and we had to pay like 10% for every, you know, every purchase of O2, not only the CBD product, but because they're all in the same payment processor, the regular product too, we were just hemorrhaging merchant fees and it made it. So as soon as you got rid of it, your margins for regular O2 actually went up. Yeah. yeah. How long, yeah. how long did you try that to make that work before you're like, we got it. This is not going to work. We cleared it out. Uh, if memory serves, first production was November and we went through November, December, 2019. And then we were through the last case, June, July. Oh, so seven, eight months, and that yeah. was it. I bring that up because I think that's a just a valuable lesson to highlight there. It's just like no one to cut your losses. Mm -hmm. I don't think affiliates, yeah, I think that's right. you know, with regard to keeping classes or running programs. What's the term for that? Where it's like you're so into it, like you sunk cost, sunk cost, cost, right? Yeah, sunk yeah. cost fallacy. So it's like, but I don't. I think people they hold on to those. It's like it's going to work. It's going to work. And I'm like, no, the numbers say it's not Dude. going to work. Right. Just yeah. move on and go back to your yeah, core yeah. thing. Is that a tough hard decision? To do. It was a tough decision, but it's a decision you're really proud of because if you, you know, what's the term? Uh, I don't want to say. I don't want to kill your babies being on podcast, but it's right. like, yeah, you gotta kill that. your favorites. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. If they're not, if they're your favorites and nobody else's, doesn't matter. Kill them. You know, yeah. get rid of them because it's just, but that's a big business thing right there. Like you can be so passionate, care so much, know it works, but if the world is telling you, it doesn't, doesn't matter what it, you think, it, it matters what your customers think. Yeah. I, I think that's you know. the objective nature of like understanding I'm romantic about something and then saying, Oh, I can be romantic about it and not do it. Dude, like, that's fine. Totally. I can just let that idea live yeah. and not move forward with it. Totally. And, um, and I think that's something a lot of feel like you can do that in a micro version, a macro version. I think yeah. that's a, that's a, I mean, I feel like that's relatively, I thought you were going to say longer than that, honestly. What's that? I thought you were going to say that you tried for longer than that to make it work. No, I mean, when, when you know, it, it's usually, you know, intellectually, you just don't want to accept it emotionally. 
you know, right. and I'll give you another example. Like we are going through the process as we speak of, of rebranding totally O2. Really? It's totally. I mean, it's still going to be called O2, mm-hmm. but the visual identity is going to change. The packaging is, is going to still be in cans, mm-hmm. but it's just going to look and feel a whole lot different. And it's, it's likely going to be branded either a sports drink or a hydration drink versus a recovery drink. Because even though we entered the market as a recovery drink and we think of it as a recovery drink, doesn't matter what I think. Right. It, most people are using it as an alternative to Gatorade or it's a, a better tasting water. You know, right. it's a hydration drink at the end of the day to our customers. And so there's there's a recovery element of that, but there's a much larger hydration piece of that, which just makes more sense for people buying it. You know, so even though it's going to make my life a little bit more difficult rebranding this thing from recovery drink to hydration drink, it's the best thing for the customers. So when, when you launched, were you doing CrossFit? I was. I was actually coaching CrossFit when we launched. In, back in Ohio. Mm-hmm. What box? Buckeye CrossFit. Buckeye CrossFit. Yep. So is that how O2 kind of got involved in the CrossFit that's world? exactly Because I think of you as like a CrossFit yeah. beverage. Mm-hmm. We, we started in CrossFit. We're still very rooted in CrossFit. There are other drink, you know, gyms that sell O2. Lifetime just started selling O2, for example. But CrossFit is like, that's the origin. That's where we built. That's where we made. And the only reason that happened is because at the time, I was coaching and like, I didn't have these, you know, major contracts with major retailers lined up. I didn't know anybody in the industry. I just knew that I had a truckload of this product that nobody had ever heard of that I was solely responsible for selling. And so I was fortunate to have a network of friends that owned gyms that I trained with in the Columbus area. And I'm like, Hey, sell my stuff, <laughs> you know? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. Initially as a favor to me, I'm sure, but it turned out it worked really, really well. So it kind of built out from there. So what was that like? You're at Buckeye, they're buying a few cases a week, a month. Mm-hmm. And then what was the next gym? So, so Buckeye was one of the first, uh, PSKC CrossFit, you know, Dale mm-hmm. King. Yeah, oh, yeah. King. Yep. Yep. Doc Spartan. Doc, yep, Spartan. Doc Spartan. So, so O2 launched at the Arnold uh, Fitness Festival in 2014 and I was judging that the, the, the CrossFit event. Um, I'd already signed up to do that and I wanted to honor that commitment. So I wasn't really working our booth. I was judging. My girlfriend at the time was working the booth. And the folks who podiumed got a case or two of O2. And so the Doc Spartan crew, PSKC team, uh, got third place and they got a couple cases of O2. And, you know, being a little entrepreneurial at the time, I slid my business card into each case, right? And the next morning I get a text from Dale. I was like, he's like, bro, I don't know what the fuck this stuff is, but like we were out all night and I partied hard and I just drank two of these and feel fine. I got to get this in my gym. <laughs> that is, that was word for word with the text I from Dale too. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Dale. That's right. And ever since, I mean, those guys, like they sell, I don't know, 10 cases a week, probably. They fly through the product in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. And because they've got a great community that they've introduced to retail and the product just fits, you know? That's cool. That's really cool. So moving forward, you said earlier in the show that you guys are going to refocus your efforts on like the affiliate community or the, the, yeah. the CrossFit community. What does that look like moving forward? I don't think we ever lost our focus there. So I, I, I want to I say that we're, if anything, we're leaning even more into it. You know, yeah, please forgive me. No, no, no. It's, no I, I, He's, I, he totally. often offends um, people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm deeply offended. I'm taking off my mic. <laughs> show edgy. Um, <laughs> but, but that's important to me because I view that as, like that is literally the channel where 
the channel where I grew up in and I grew up the brand in. And for the first year and a half, it was just me. And I was doing all the deliveries and all the sales and everything. Like I spent a lot of fucking time at CrossFit gyms. And so, so that, that channel is, is, is personally very important to me. And, you know, there, there have been others in the space, I think, that, that have made a strategic decision not to focus there as much after, you know, however many years in business, they shift their focus to retail or scale or whatever. And I think that's wrong for a number of reasons. It's certainly wrong for our business. So we have, you know, at the end of 2019, actually, I remember very clearly thinking, man, I never should have, like, I just want to focus on gyms, namely CrossFit gyms. I don't really care about, you know, Kroger, or whatever these other retailers are. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> and so, so I wouldn't say we lost our focus, but we definitely shifted our focus right. for yeah, our business to survive. Yeah, and we, we pivoted, thankfully, in a really successful way that was able to, you know, grow our business at, to, to allow us to really thrive in that time. But we were able to do so in a way that provided a really, truly meaningful impact to the core of our business. Well, well that's what I wanted to highlight was the, the strategy that you pursued there mm -hmm. was an absolute win-win. Thanks, man. So, I mean, obviously it, it very much seems to me, and I think anybody that probably knows you that like you felt that you owed CrossFit oh, a debt yeah. totally. and it was in it and you have paid it tenfold, Thank my you. friend. So I like, that. I mean, it's like, what do you, you mean know, by that? Well, just, you know, with the win back, you know, like the campaign and like the stay for May and like all they, they were like first one to the table with like, we need to keep affiliates mm -hmm. open. Mm -hmm. Like anything we can do to keep people from not canceling memberships. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the first conversations mm -hmm. we ever had. That's right. Because that's where <clears throat> I first saw that campaign was, yep. you know, during right. the pandemic, yep. the box I was at, you were giving along with the other companies. Yeah. The profit sharing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, we, we were, that was six weeks and over the course of those six weeks, you know, we first Oh two, just because we thought it was the right thing to do when the pandemic hit and all our clients started to close down, we're like, well, shit, we can't, we know that people are going to keep buying O2. They're just going to shift their consumption from the gym to drink O2.com. And it doesn't feel right just to take that and say, good luck affiliates. And we're just going to take the profits right, that you yeah. would. For right? the record, for the business, that's a better sale. Sure. Cause there, it's a higher there, margin. Right. There's a, there's a, you're higher selling price. it to, the, yeah, yeah. to the box and that's then right. they're making a profit that's as right. well. That's yeah. Right. Um, so, so we said, we're just going to split the profits and we're not going to like give it like a 10% commission. We're, we're going to do like 50, 50, you know? So every time <laughs> it was aggressive, you it was like, aggressive what do you think hell? about this? Yeah. I was like, I think it's amazing. Are you gonna I don't know how you're going to make it work, <laughs> yeah, but I was right. like, but this is awesome. Were you that was a that? leap of faith for sure. Because it's like, all right, I feel that if you do the right thing, it'll be recognized and you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be better for it. And in this instance, that was totally true because we announced that program on March 18th. And by March 21st, we had done more revenue online than our best month ever. Did you, days. did you split that amongst all affiliates or only affiliates that had previously purchased O2? We made it for our clients first and then saw such a strong response that we just opened it up to anyone. You could sign up online. And the way that we did it was your gym would have a unique coupon code yep. that you could share with your members right. and that allowed us to track the So when the someone sales. used that code, the gym then yes, received exactly. part of that? Exactly. And did you, the gyms that did that, have you noticed that now that they're opened again? Uh, it depends. Are, Some of them didn't. And do you hate those gyms yeah. now? The, the gyms that closed because <laughs> no, of the not the gyms that closed. I'm saying the gyms that signed up. Now that if they did reopen, did they continue to sell O2? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I you mean, got a lot of new gyms yeah, through yeah, that initiative. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. And then the ones that didn't, you don't like. 
Well, I, I, would, I would say we perhaps haven't made our value proposition clear enough. Look at this guy. Look at this. <laughs> Knowing your value. Well, no, I, I, think that's, I think that's most importantly, I think that's understanding your market. Mm -hmm. And if you think about what the CrossFit community, what CrossFit affiliates value most, it's like honesty, mm -hmm. trust. I mean, like if you totally. want to blow your business up the fastest way possible in the CrossFit community is like, be, be a be shyster. A yeah. yeah be a shyster. And they'd be like, totally yeah, burn well. that thing to the ground. Totally. Like it's just, it's over overnight. Totally. And, um, and you guys doubled down on that and everybody was just like, yeah, I'm totally on board that, 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 uh, that fits exactly with who we are and what we do. That's what mm -hmm. Glassman used to say all the time. Like what, I don't know the exact quote, but it was like CrossFit, CrossFitters in general have a very low bullshit tolerance. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And there's, there's, there's a very strong, I think, moral compass with CrossFitters in general that's unique to the community and CrossFitters just rally around doing the right thing, you know, especially when it's hard. And that's what I'm proud of with O2 and our team. Like most of us are CrossFitters. All of us are, are very bought into the values. We define them as honesty, humility, and hustle. I was going to ask Those you. Those are O2's the, values. Uh, yeah. What is it? It's on the camera. Hustle, on, grind, and execution. Honesty. <laughs> Those are all downs, by the way. We did not get these <laughs> off of the Etsy site. Yeah. Um, um, honesty, humility, and hustle. And, and those... That probably sounds pretty familiar. Those are my personal values, many of which were rooted and formed and strengthened in, by doing CrossFit. Yeah. Right, it's not on a, this can. It's on your can. It's on that. It's on yeah. the What's water. What's it say? Yeah. What are they? Honesty, humility, humility and, hustle. and hustle. That's John Cena, no? No. Hustle, Dave loyalty, Kalina. respect. Dave Kalina, yeah. <laughs> 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 big? How big is your team now? Uh, 10 people. So we're. That's it? That's it, yeah. A lot of people are shocked to find No, that I out. think that's so, like we're yeah. a team Fortune, of four. Fortune 5,000, right? Company? Uh, uh, Fortune 100, actually. Really? Stop Wait, it. is that real? No, 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 no. No, so no, you're talking about two different things. Yeah, I, I started my career at a Fortune 100. No, no. You, oh, I was like, oh, two, two. Yeah. <laughs> that would be way more like. <laughs> yeah, right. I needed to be. I just, oh, just raised the bar. I was yeah, different like, question. Fortune 100, yeah. We were going to bump you ahead of the uh, Eric Rosa interview of last game. Yeah, but last year you made Fortune 5,000. Eek 5,000. Eek 5,000. Sorry. Eek 5,000. So what is it? You're one of the top 5,000. What is it? Just in general, or is it a specific top uh, demographic? Uh, five thousand is the five thousand fastest growing private companies in the United States, and we're number one thousand twenty-eight. That's pretty awesome. Thanks, man. I'm, are we on that list? Nope. Oh, largely, Marcus. Be, large, Marcus, because we can have, you get yeah. us on that list? We have the anchor Not with over the <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but <laughs> so. But speaking of, we were talking about it before we got yeah. on. You're you're going public. Well, kind of. We're doing Tell we're doing them. a private company's version of going public. What's basically. that mean? Good morning. We feel that this is such a strong. <laughs> and then finally, exit. And then finally, exit opportunities. And then finally, multiples. You'll have to, you'll have to do some editing magic there. I don't know. Is it weird that I'm a food scientist? They like the fact that it's very low sugar and good for them. Hey guys. <laughs> just kidding. Squeeze your butt cheeks together. You should really feel those butt cheeks squeezing together at the top. Squeezing that butt cheek. How many times can I say squeeze butt cheek? That's a really hard question for me. Sweet. That was a good one. Uh, we're doing a crowdfunding campaign. So we've, you know, we've, we've decided over the course of the last 18 months or so that you know, we, we know we have a product that people love. Like we know that we have a lot of equity in the space. Most people who drink O2 come back for more. Our repeat purchase rates are through the roof. So it's time to really attack this market. And by this market, I mean like 
the hydration space, the Gatorades, the body armors, the Powerades of the world. Like these drinks have not evolved with the rest of us to the point where they're still offering the same bullshit formulation they were 60 years ago. Just changing they have so many colors. Changing the colors. Yeah. They have so many colors. They got blue, blue ice. Now you have blue ice. Blue to ice. do that, like that requires a lot of money. And, and we feel that we can do that and do that very well when the business is fully capitalized. And so we decided last summer that we were going to set up a, a Series A fundraise. So we're going to raise our first significant amount of money in one small period of time. Um, and instead of doing that in kind of the more traditional way of you know venture capital or private equity or what have you, we're going to go to our community. And we've been a grassroots br brand really since day one. I mean, it started literally out of the back of my car. And so that community vibe and that community approach has always served O2 pretty well and has always been something that people really responded to. And so the way to do a fundraise is is, is by crowd raising mm -hmm. from us. Uh, is that us. open currently, or it is open currently? So I couldn't remember the. So that that fundraise launched um, the same. It was the day before New Year's Eve, and fire, you remember this? Right? Yeah, same day as the Marshall fires. Um, and if if you know, for those listening who, who don't remember or don't recall, um, the Marshall fires was the largest wildfire in Colorado's history. I mean, it was, Colorado's had a lot of wildfires. Um, and my fiance and I were driving back from Ohio where we spent the holiday with family. And we were about four hours in. And we were driving back? We were driving back that day. The 30th, the day of the fire? And I had been working like for the previous three or four months to get this fundraise off the ground. I mean, it was not easy. There's a whole lot of, you know, compliance and regulatory stuff you have to do. And the platform that we're using, it's called Seed Invest. Their whole thing is, you know, we're offering maybe 10 to 20 companies at a time doing a fundraise versus eight, 900, because we highly vet our companies. Like, you know, if you go on a Seed Invest, these are, these are legit companies. Like these are good. So just getting on there just getting is on, like, like a lot two, of two validity to you. 2% acceptance rate. Oh, wow. And, and the vetting process is legit. That's the same percentage as uh, level four coaches, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, two percent. So yeah, so it's kind of legit. I'd say right? they are that actually yeah. are, or that become less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and so, so you have to go through a lot, up. a lot of hurdles and diligence and all this stuff. And so we've been going through all this stuff, and then we got hung up by the IRS at the last minute. And then it was the SEC, and then it's like, oh my god. So I thought I was going to lose my mind. I, at the time, I was just like, we got to get this thing off the ground before New Year's. Initially, it was supposed to be around Black Friday, and that got kicked down the road. But um, finally, found out. Four hours into that trip, that drive, that we were live. It was time to go. So we pulled You're on over. the drive home with on the Victoria. Drive home. Yeah. So we pulled over to McDonald's. You pulled over. You made out. We made out. <laughs> oh, you yeah. got McDonald's. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ran into the McDonald's, grabbed a cup of coffee, flipped open my Big laptop, got on, their, got on the laptop, <laughs> smothered myself in barbecue sauce, <laughs> um, and, and clicked, you know, clicked go and initiated the launch sequence. It's like, yes, this thing is finally live. From a McDonald's. From a McDonald's, ironically. <laughs> ironically. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was not drinking a, uh, a soda at the time. Um, and so we, we get back in the car and we're like, oh, this feels so good like such a celebration you know we made a small vip announcement to our like our, our top 1000 customers and a bunch of them invested for and get that i was like this is this is a good sign i got the second one it's in his <laughs> inbox <laughs> he has 13000 top, top 5000 yeah. <laughs> um, and then not i kid you not maybe 45 minutes later we get a text message from our neighbor said hey guys um Louisville is, is being evacuated. Louisville is where yeah. we live. Louisville is being evacuated because of wildfire. I just want to let you guys know, do you need anything like from your house before we get the hell out of town? And we're like, are you serious? 
Like you have got to be kidding. And so, you know, I was writing Chathagan at the time. I started doing some Googling and it turns out, honey, we just went public. You drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, I don't drive anymore. I was still taking a lot of calls. At the time. <laughs> but, but it was legit. I mean, obviously it was legit. It's a small fire had started. Oh, it was right I mean, around the Marshall Mesa trail that we were talking about. I don't think these guys understood. Cause I was in my basement all day. Mm-hmm. Like it was our kind of break, but we had our new launch going on mm-hmm. and I've got like friends text me. I'm like, whatever, whatever. And then we step outside. I'm like, there's a fire. Yeah. Like it was huge. It you was, can see it from where we were today earlier. It was incredible. Like we were on the pre-evacuation list. Mm-hmm. Louisville was a little closer. Louisville everything was okay was for you. Your house was okay. Everything. Everything was ultimately fine. Um, we were incredibly close. Uh, you know, on that, on that drive home. I mean, everything else became irrelevant. Like I totally forgot about the fundraise. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about, you know, rest my schedule for the day, whatever. Um, all that mattered was, oh my God, I, there's a pretty good chance we're going to lose our home mm-hmm. because it started in the neighboring town superior and then it jumped a major highway and then yeah. that, then it started to come out. And then the, the thing that made it so bad was the wind. Like 100, like 100 mile an hour oh, winds. Yeah. It was yeah. just the perfect storm. It, was, it really was. Terrible it fire. really was. And then it snowed the next day. Yeah. yeah. So. Six years the next day. So our home was on the path of the fire. And it just became a question of, will the winds die down in mm. time to spare our home? And, and we didn't know. We, you know we, we got a hotel in, I don't know, middle of nowhere, Topeka. Um, we didn't know by the time we went to bed if we were going to have a home to return to the next day. Um, Tosh offered to you know, grab a bunch of stuff, but we got the valuables. And at one point, we were like, you know what? We have got in our car, we drove to Ohio because we took our pets. So it was like, we got the pets. You know, we got our electronics, we got some clothes, we got each other. We're going to be fine. It wasn't really, you know, I mean, eye opening for us too. We were on the pre evac list. Mm -hmm. My wife is like running around the house. Mm -hmm. She's like, what do you want? I was like, you, the baby and those dogs. Yeah, the important shit. I was like, that's really it. So it's like, uh, she was like, what about the computer? I was like, no, just leave it. (laughs) I was like, I don't care. It's kind of, I mean, the idea of starting from scratch is, is sometimes, really intimidating, but I was like, you know it's what? Also we can start exciting. from scratch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, thank God I say that, and I can't imagine what the people are going through lost their homes. A thousand people end up losing their homes. I have friends that, I mean, I, they lost their pets. Like, it was oh, terrible. Yeah. Like, it was so, awful. Yeah, it we're, was awful. Um, you know, still dealing with that. We're, we're interviewing um, my jujitsu instructor tomorrow mm-hmm. and, you know, a bunch of people from Superior. So, yeah, yeah it was bad. And, you know, I want to make a big announcement on the show. Put us down for one share. Oh, put awesome. us down for one share. Oh, great. Of, you have uh, to buy four as the minimum. Yeah. yeah so. We'll just do one of those. Yeah. One, 25% of that. <laughs> How much for one? He's a wheeler dealer. $115. Yeah. $115 for one? For one. So four sixty. Four dollars Four sixty-three is the minimum. For, okay. One, one thing, are we committing? Are we splitting? How does this work? Yeah, we're for the company. We, He's going to buy two. I'm going to buy one. What is it? Get, what is it? <laughs> Tell us what it gets four. us. Tell us what it gets us. One, two. Yeah, Marcus can get one. Katie can get one. So I get light. So I get O2 for life. Free low, free O2. As long as you're buying it, you get O2 for life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. no, what is you it? drive a hard bargain. <laughs> Retail so you, price. you're raising money. <laughs> so, so really, yeah, I mean, we're raising money to grow the company. And really, you're, you're buying shares of the company. You're buying stock in the company. And, you know, I, I can't say that you're going to get this type of return. But you're guaranteeing a return. I am definitely not guaranteeing a return. In fact, I'll tell you. 
tell first. you and everybody <laughs> listening, if you're thinking about investing in a startup, whether it's O2 or anything else, here's the amount of money you should invest. What you're totally comfortable with losing. losing. It's like yeah. crypto. It's like yeah. crypto. Yeah. So, but, if, but what is that? So you, how many shares are available? Oh, man. I don't know. Because I, like I imagine you're keeping the bulk of them. There you are, as the owner. So I, I have other shareholders in the business. I own the most. Uh, what percentage the of the company do you own? Well, you can go on seedinvest.com forward slash O2 and access the data room to see the cap table. Seedinvest.com <laughs> forward slash O2. O2. Yeah, the letter O, the well, number two. And how, this will still be active so people can listen yeah, to this? Yeah, it's active and, up until uh, March, I think, or if we fill the raise sooner. Um, we'll try to get this up. But but there's th th there are some cool benefits, but let me finish my preamble to investing in a startup real quick. In addition to only investing, you know, what you're comfortable with losing, you got, you got to, you know, you understand that you are making an, a bet, right? right? It's a bet, just like the stock market's a bet. This one's a riskier bet, right? Even with though the, it's an established re reward company, potential, high risk, high reward, mm -hmm, right? right. Um, what we are trying to do, what I'm trying to do, the reason this fundraise is so appealing to me personally, isn't the money. We're raising three and a half million dollars. So however many shares that equates to, um, that's not what's exciting. What's exciting to me is having an army of O2 investors out there, many of whom own gyms, many of, many of whom go to gyms, many of whom you know help us spread the word, build this brand, and are truly a part of this company that makes a product that they love and has values that they identify with. If I can get a thousand people across the country like that, bought into this company, who can share in this journey with me and help me build this thing, that's fucking awesome. That's what really, I mean, I literally have goosebumps talking about that because it's, it's such an alternative approach to, you know, one guy who's backed by a bunch of big wig LPs who's got a ton of money. I don't really care about I don't the really company. Care, but this is, these are the people who care. And I, who matters most than your customers? Who matters most than your true advocates? Where Those does, are the people I want as owners. Where does that, or where do you want that to take you? So as far as like projecting out, like what, what's some of your major. If you were to gain the three and a half. Yeah, what does it do for you? Yeah, it's all growth. I mean, we, yeah. we, we don't need a bunch of new products. We don't need a bunch of new channels. We just need to continue doing what we do well and what we know works, which is selling O2 in gyms, which helps spread the word and acquire new customers in other gyms. Double and, down. It, yeah, man, we're just like doubling it. down. Personally, that, that sounds good to me too, because if you were like, oh, by the way, we're going to create all these new things, I'd be we like- We don't need new shit. Yeah, let's keep doing what we're doing yes, well, but it better. works. People love it. We just need more people to try O2. And, and also what I heard earlier is you're in 1,500 affiliates. Mm -hmm. Call it, what, 10,000 these days? Yeah, 10, somewhere, uh, probably like 11. You've yeah. not even, you know, you've scratched not the surface. Scratched, yeah, 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 there's, yeah, that means Tons there's of a upside. lot of Tons upside. Of upside. I'm in. Tons of I'm upside. in. I'll do three. Out of four. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, you guys are uh, uh, recently in the affiliate partner network. We are. Yep. I'm super bullish on that. Uh, it's been a long time coming, I think, for a lot of different reasons. Um, but we're I, got a, I got an angry text from you. <laughs> did you? What did I say? <laughs> you're just like, after the games, you're just like, what? Oh, yeah. that was, yeah. yeah. Don't get the monster started. thing. Yeah. But anyway. yeah, yeah. You didn't like I, monster. I you didn't like monster yeah. being at the CrossFit games. You I think don't think anybody liked monster being at the yeah. games. I like their water. I thought their water was good. Did you? Well, I got one. <laughs> yeah. It's also in a can. <laughs> were, were you a sponsor of the games? No. Okay. We've never been a sponsor of the games. Um, and so, yeah, I can't remember where we were going yeah. with that. But no, just oh, the, the APN, APN, which yeah. I think is great. The yeah. APN's great. The CrossFit Games are great. Everything's <laughs> great. Um, I would like to see O2 as, you know, a, a pretty broadly, widely recognized 
you know, the, the, the hydration drink of choice, mm -hmm. right, for CrossFitters everywhere. Um, and I think we've got a very good start to that through the APN. I mean, I, I don't see what CrossFit does. I just know what CrossFit tells me, and they're like, you guys are killing it. Like, we're one of, if not the most popular brands on there. So what what's the benefit that. in the APN for purchasing O2? You can get O2 incredibly cheap. Uh, the margins are fantastic. So instead of what's pretty standard in the industry, at least with drinks, is a 40% margin. We've always offered that. And if you subscribe, we have a you know set it and forget it auto ship program. If you subscribe to O2, you get a 45% margin, at least historically. Now through the APN, you will get a 45% margin if you just buy it you know, ad hoc. And if you subscribe, you get a 55% margin. Wow. So it's killer. Margins. So walk, walk us through the numbers. Is that like $2 a can? You selling it for three? What is that? I think that comes down to around a buck 30 per can. If you're on subscription, you're selling it for three. It's a yeah. solid margin. Yeah. And our subscription program too, like I was telling somebody the other day, it's, it's, it's the antithesis of everything that I hate around, you know, like shystery subscription programs. Like it's super flexible. You can pause, skip, cancel with a text message. Change the number of ca change, change cases. Change whatever you want. Like you're talking to a real person on the other end. It's so easy. Like there's no reason why somebody would not be on subscription. It sounds like you maybe asked a gym owner, like what would make you angry what a surprise, about this subscription right? model? Let's we'll not do, we'll just not do that. Well, that's why, like I've got a, a handful, five to 10, and you're one of them. Every time I got some crazy or not so crazy, Crazy idea. Think about I'm this? Like, I'm yeah. like, I think you're going to crush it. All right, cool. Let's look, let's <laughs> that sounds like an go. amazing idea for the right reasons, my <laughs> yeah. friend. Keep going. That'll work out for me. Thank you. <laughs> Imagine the thought of talking to your customer. Right. right. Well. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a really strong offer through the APN. And, and you know, we did the math actually the other day. Um, if a gym was on subscription with us, in order to pay for their full $3,000 a year affiliate fee, they would just need 18 members buying two, ca two, cans, uh, two cans a week. That's it. Which 18 is extremely members buying two low. Extremely low. Yeah. yeah. So that's cheap. I think right? even if you're really bad at it, which most of them are, you could probably, you could probably get that. And, and this is, this is one of the things that we teach affiliates okay. is just, this does not have to be this bear mm -hmm. that takes up a ton of time and energy. Mm -hmm. totally it can agree. pay your affiliate fees. Totally it can pay for equipment in the totally. gym totally. and you don't have to be a salesman about it. Totally. Like just offer products that people totally. like people that, that they, you know, identify with and that have good margins. It's like, so, it's like, it's, it's it, margins a are a thing. Like, I know people Let's don't like talk about money, but like, I know you want to say something about that, but you, you, no, asked, you asked a second ago, like, what would I do if I were opening it? And so building an audience, number one, number two, and fucking immediately introduce that audience to your retail operation immediately. Like, and carry two or three drinks, two or three proteins, some shirts, Maybe a couple. Bar That's it. You That's don't it. have to be it's a grocery simple. store. It's about being simple. Yeah. Having products you believe in. Yes. That have a good because margin. You're the filter. And then placing them at the right place at the right time, totally. so people get it with context. Context totally. is the whole totally. secret trick. Totally. Right. When would you give someone O2 if it's about right after a, they work a recovery right? or a hydration beverage? Well, when do you want that? At the end of a workout. So maybe at the end of their onboarding, you're like, Hey, have you exactly. tried one of these before? Have one of these. Exactly. Fucking done. It's Mic so drop, easy. And right? they're like, This is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty damn good. How do I buy this going forward? Well. This is how, here's the note, to, you know. Now Marcus taught me that at least, you know, when, when we started working with Marcus, it was like, all right, hey, you just finished your first workout. Here's an O2. We all try to drink these right after because you're going to notice you feel better. We sell them over there. By the way, use the WheelPay app. 
So buy bucks. ten, get one free. You and, buy it. And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay. It just becomes done. part of their, oh, I go to the it's gym routine, and I buy an O2. Right? There's a gym in Kentucky that we, we started selling at, I think, in the first year. And I remember th- this gym distinctly because it was one of the ones that I drove down to Louisville, Kentucky to, to sell into. She was just starting out. She had maybe 30 or so members in a pretty small space, like half the size of this. And... She ordered, she ordered 10 like cases it. from me on the spot. I'm like, damn, all right. Didn't see that coming. That's good. First it's order, half cool. Footprint. And then like 10 days later, I get a text message. Hey, can I get another 10 cases? I'm like, okay. You should like, you drinking all this yeah. yourself or what? Because I was giving these away. Yeah. yeah. And then 10 days after that, another 10 cases. And, you know, after three or four weeks of this, I'm, I called her. I'm like, what are you, Amira, what are you doing? To sell, like, are you selling this? Or like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I just got everybody at my gym hooked. I, all I had to do was I gave them a free can. The rest took care of itself. Yeah, so it's a dollar thirty. Imagine that. The first can they buy covers the Easy. first yes. one you gave away. Uh, yeah, you can't uh. get a higher ROI on an investment. Right. But again, going back to the margin thing, as soon as they purchase one, you're good. You're good. You're, you're, you're right. One. You're right. right. Just it, that's one. assuming you're you right one back away. where you right. started. Yeah. Which, totally. if you don't have a crappy product, exactly, then it's easy to do. You're probably going to sell yeah, one. That's right. Yeah. Probably, just on reciprocity right. alone. That's right. That's right. right. And, Let alone right. if it's great. They're like, this is delicious. Yeah. yeah. Well, like so. Kevin said in his interview, and then you probably have the coaches drinking it, if not for free, you know, at cost. Because you want the the leaders at your gym seen drinking these things. Exactly. That's 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 great. Force them to drink one. If I can get drunk on it. <laughs> if there was only one thing I could do to like to, as a retail marketing tactic at my gym, it would be that. What you just said. Give a free can to mm-hmm. every new member. Because it, it after a workout. Them, after after a workout. So we do an affiliate you, Marcus Stolza. Well done, sir. Mm, well. You know who you look like? Ed Norton. I've gotten that. Yeah, fight club. Justin Timberlake's. I don't get that much. <laughs> That's because you don't really look like Justin. But you know, I used to have like lighter hair. hair so. I got you. Tell us, tips, talk to us about this. Tips. You're engaged. When's the wedding? I am. Well, I proposed. I, I proposed in October of uh, 2019. Oh, so long engagement going on. Our our engagement party was scheduled for March 15th, 2020. You guys remember? Right on the pandemic. Yeah. That's when Perfect she canceled. Dan. Yep. Canceled. That was literally when canceled. they shut. That was the weekend that they was, shut it down. That, that was the weekend. So we canceled that and. We've only recently reignited the, the wedding planning conversation. I'm going to give you some advice with this company. Here we Make go. sure you write this down. Uh, yeah. It's called, two words, prenup. I knew you were going to say that. Prenup, because this is a good company. I own three shares, so I'm really I concerned. haven't bought them yet. Um, <laughs> um, no, th- I mean, this is great. So when is, are you going to? Get- this summer. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And cool. We're not sure exactly where, but yes, you guys can. You were coming. <laughs> I assume the invites on the way. You're actually yeah. hosting the bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, I'm down that. for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go well, for a bike ride. He's not your. He's not your guy for yeah, the. Yeah, you want a bachelor party? <laughs> reach out to these guys. <laughs> on this collective um, effort. Yeah, yeah, collective yeah. effort. Yeah. You need uh, an officiant, though. Are you I having a Jewish wedding? Guy? Are you doing a Jewish wedding? We're not. I'm not Jewish, but I mean, if you want it, you can be. Mind it, you can be. Well, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring a light bulb. We're gonna smash that light bulb. We got yarmulkes. We're gonna do tinfoil yarmulkes. <laughs> well, can we do aluminum instead? Since there's so much aluminum, that works. Yeah, so we'll, we'll crush a can of O2 instead of the. But will there be O2 at the wedding party? Of course, come on. Yeah. I think. Don't everybody be hungry? This, this, one, this yeah. one would mix well. Like if I were in high school still with Absolute. Ooh, like I'm a little pretty sure this would mix well with pretty much everything because yeah. this is delicious. Yeah. For it's sure. Really but tequila, tequila. Well, yeah, what do you, what do you find is like the, 
people are mixing? What like which, which flavor? Tequila. tequila and orange mango is good. Tosh likes uh, blackberry and bourbon. Well, he's also is, a crazy person. We're hanging so. out with Tosh. <laughs> I know you are. We're hanging out with Tosh on yeah, Wednesday. So get ready. Yeah. Don't so, follow Tosh's yeah, lead on we'll, the stuff uh, like that. You find yourself in a dark place. <laughs> maybe we'll do some of that. The lemon lime with tequila is like a great two-ingredient margarita. That's Ooh, delicious. Can I, can, let me pick your brain a little bit. Hit me. All right. So we got these ingredients here. Oxygenated water. That's just water and oxygen. That's it. So that's the water that goes in. You're, you're, you're exactly you're right. It's really I got that one. It's <laughs> the brains of the operation. Yeah. Talk Doc, me through. Dr. Uh, Ackerman over here. <laughs> talk me through uh, erythritol. So that's a sweetener that's a byproduct of fermentation. It's a natural sweetener. And the thing that's great about that is it provides this, you know, it's one of a blend of sweeteners that we use, but it provides a sweet taste, but it's entirely passed through your body. So it doesn't contribute to a caloric count or a carbon Well, I was going to say, what's different about this than most like those like stevia flavors, mm-hmm. I didn't have oh, an aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it tasted the great, but there was no aftertaste. Yeah. 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 Well, or maybe they taste okay on the sip and then you're like, what? Something's in there. That's because we don't, we use stevia, but it's not just stevia. It's stevia, erythritol, monk fruit, and then one gram of, of organic sugar. And that blend is Is that really, where the carbs come from on, yeah, on this? Yeah, most yeah. of it. So sodium citrate? Salt. Citrate. Is it citrate? Yep. That's sodium. salt? Sodium, basically. Okay. Organic sugar, like you just said. What's malic acid? Malic acid is an acid for flavor. Kind of gives it that little bit of tang. How do you learn this stuff? Like you, what, Four what years you, of you go to O2, you go to, O2 school. What you, go to, you went to <laughs> we're talking about the beakers. Yeah, I went to undergrad, and I majored in an entirely undergrad. Where'd you go, Ohio field. State? Ohio State, yeah. What'd you major in? Business. Oh, so you, I mean, that's nah, where you... I, international that's how you business. Learn this stuff. And it's drinks, funny, because I, totally I have a business minor. And people are Has always it been like, helpful? oh, that's been great for your business. Like, no, no, I did not. Pay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I stopped paying attention to macroeconomics. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, you, there's not a whole lot of it's ingredients, ingredients on here. Yeah. It's you know, it's salts, it's flavors, it's sweeteners, and it's water. And that's it. But that's it, all you need. The potency there, I mean, it's really devoid of shit you don't need. And it just includes the stuff that we think you do. Is that your phone number on the can? It, it used number? to go directly to my phone. It doesn't. How'd that work out? That. Well, for, initially it was fine because nobody was calling it. <laughs> do people actually call this? Like, what do people call oh, yeah. this number oh, and yeah. say? Totally. I mean, customer service. You know, is that um, you picked up on Victoria? You like call me? Call me. Here's my here's my here's my number. How did you meet your How did you meet your uh, soon to be wife? That's a good story, man. Um, I met her at a soccer game. I was super single at the time, and I had um, I was in Cincinnati. I was still living in Columbus, but I was in Cincinnati for this game. And it was supposed to be my little brother and I going to um, the game with one of his close friends that he grew up with. So I, I was big. he's like my little brother number two. And my brother bailed at the last minute. I decided to go anyway. And so it was me and Ryan and Ryan's girlfriend and so we walk into the game and then, you know, I'd, I'd done a little pre-gaming, so I, I'd hit the restroom real quick. And then when I come back, there was like this harem of women surrounding Ryan and Darcy. I'm like, yes, cool. And so I, you know, went around and introduced us or whatever. And so I made, uh, with, with Vic, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I made some stupid joke around like, oh, so, sorry, my hand's wet. I peed on myself. You know, just, oh, that's a good joke. Right, I like it. There it is. <laughs> Nailed, Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> and so we're walking into the game after we talked for a little bit. I'm like, well, how'd you meet Ryan? He's like, well, you know, I, I met him in a soccer game. He peed on his hand and then the rest was history. I'm like, ah, this, this one's got a little, this one's got she some gets spunk. It. She yeah. gets it. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we, didn't sit next to each other, but, you know, we're kind of making cute faces over the course of however long. And then after the game, we all go to this bar. 
And Vic and I were talking, we were vibing, you know, there's some good, you know, some, some, some good chit chat happening. And this guy walks out of the bar and he's like, this guy, <laughs> he's just dressed in this ridiculously flamboyant shirt. He has, you know, chest hair spilling out of this gold necklaces. That was whatever. me. Yeah, that was, was me. Yeah, it, that was it, it probably was you. <laughs> and, and, uh, was it the Jewish star chain I was wearing? <laughs> yes, you got it. <laughs> and so, and so he's kind of like pointing around at different people. It's like total douchebag. And, and Vic very audibly says, oh my God, I hate that guy. And he's walking by and he stops. And he turns around, <laughs> dead in his tracks, like, very kindly, he's like, I'm sorry, miss, did you just say that you hate me? And she's like, well, I mean, you would hate you too. Like, look at what, and I'm like, oh my God, no. Oh, and he no. proposed on the spot. Yeah. Well, kind of. So I was like, I'm sorry, sir, you have to pardon my wife. She's had a bunch of drinks. And, and so we start talking to this guy. He's actually a really nice guy. He lives in Columbus. He's a plastic surgeon, go figure. Um, and so we're talking to this guy all the while having Pretending. to keep up this ruse that we're married. Nice. And so we're kind of improving this backstory of how we met and what our relationship's like. It's and working out. How we You're keep like, it yeah. so fresh. They're like, at one point, this guy's his sister comes over and then his wife comes over. He's like, you guys have like the perfect marriage. How do you do this after six years? Like, well, I don't know. We just got lucky. Yeah. But she we, we met like 30 minutes ago. She understood you know? the assignment. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. understood the assignment. And then yeah. did you go on a date or like you asked her out, like, hey, we got to do this again? The rest, as they say, is, is history. History. Yeah. 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 Awesome. awesome. I've, that would have been good, like this one. Yeah, oh, right. man. I'm good. Can I, can I, I, post, post. Yeah. Can I have control of this <laughs> yeah. going forward? No, Marcus? no, you, no. you cannot touch that well, ever again. I got to say, the coolest thing about CrossFit and the coolest thing about this podcast is meeting cool people. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, we've touched base a little bit virtually. Yeah. Like I said, I've seen you out there. I, to be quite honest, I thought you were much older. Oh, well, thanks. So just. It's because it's impressive what you've created. I was like, oh, this is some old guy that Fern knows. And then you could walk in here today. I'm like, oh, this is a young, hip guy. I, I know I look older than I am. No, no, you, know, you got a little gray going ages on. ages you. Yeah, you CrossFit, CrossFit will make you look a little younger. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> it ha I've been doing this for 10 years. It seems to have the opposite. Give it effect, 15 actually. like me, and all of a sudden you look great. Um, but this has been really cool. And, you know, getting to know your company and, uh, just awesome, and I'm glad you're local because we're definitely going to yeah, hit say. the Marshall Mason for trail. Sure. Absolutely. I'm very slow, but I will make it yeah, on the bike. Both. Sure. I'm still adjusting to the altitude. Yeah. Oh, the altitude's a bitch, and uh, yeah, I fall on the bike at least every time I'm out there. Okay. Okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be great. Send us friends. pictures, please. Oh, uh, yeah. no, I'm just like, of the time. always taking a spill at the Marshall Mason no, Trail. But it's uh, I always appreciate like good people in the community, like Jay said, and uh, you know, as an affiliate owner, obviously you guys have been at the forefront of most of the Thanks, crap man. that's been going on. So helping everybody out and having good ideas and really pushing the envelope. So thank you for that. I'm really Pleasure. looking, really looking forward. We're going to buy those, uh, that quarter share. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> We're going to buy three quarters of a quarter. Whenever that comes and, uh, out to put it on yeah. first. Day. And, uh, yeah. And I just can't wait to see what you guys do in the future, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, so a little cheers. Yeah. A little wrap right. up cheers for you. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Thanks for checking out this episode of the best hour of their day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you and your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.